1: And, uh,
2: this hour brought to you by Maloney and Fourier, by the way, is brought to you by East Coastal. Let me just Come, do on. That again. Come on. This hour of Maloney and is brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. That's an E4 right there from Maloney, but that's uh, There you all right. go. Add them up. Add them up. Add them up is right. All right, it's Wednesday. It is 2 30, which means it is time now to talk to the manager of the Boston Red Sox. And the Alex Core interview it is brought to you by Arbella Insurance and Zenny, the official eyewear of the Boston Red Sox. Major League style at minor league prices. You can visit Zenny. Dot com. Alex, how you doing? It's Christian and Lou. What's going on, guys? Oh, look at that. The, so
3: clear. sound good. The, the MF show. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we like to call ourselves the MFers. Yeah. So the that's, M-
3: that's, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. hey Hey, man. Let's to, not go there, please. <laughs> I hear you.
2: Let me start with this. Can I get an update? Like, when's the next guy coming back? Like, what's the deal with guys like Arroyo and, and Barnes and Perez and Bogarts?
3: Um, so... So actually Christian is in Boston. He's going through some testing. Um I don't know. I I mentioned it yesterday for for him it was tough. So uh that you know it's going he has a few doctor appointments and and we'll go from there. Um you know the way everybody's talking it, it it feels like actually Martin is on his way here. Uh he gets here tonight and then the rest of the guys from uh Florida there's a good chance they will join us in Chicago tomorrow night. Um, obviously, uh, it changes sometimes hour by hour or day by day. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and hopefully we can get <laughs> most of the game back by Friday. So Perez being back
2: tonight does that mean he
3: could play tonight, or most likely? No, no, no. Thing? Oh, okay. no, 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 no. no. Oh. I mean, uh, hey,
2: you got guys all over the country.
3: Yeah, I mean <laughs> he, he he'll be in Boston and then. We'll we'll go from there. Most likely, probably, go on a quote unquote rehab assignment, right? Yeah. Go there, get an inning, uh, especially him. You know that he gives us length out of the bullpen. It, it'd be good for him to 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 pitch, and then then we decide what we're going to do. Well,
2: that's my next question. Because last night, I think when you said something about Kike, you said, "Look, I like guess not played in eleven days." So, how how, how do guys like Bolgarts? These guys aren't taking BP with you, right? Taking ground balls. Barnes isn't throwing a bullpen. It's like how. How do the hitters react? How do you deal with a guy like Matt Barnes coming back not throwing for 10-11 days?
3: Yeah, it's a tough one. It's not easy, Um, but I I do believe there's a lot of teams that have gone through this. Um, That's why I think when they get here or when they get to Chicago, we'll we'll see what we do, right? Uh, Obviously, I think it's a lot tougher for uh, the pitchers just to, to get them to where we want, but at the same time, uh, we have to be, in certain situations, aggressive, right? And uh, with Enrique yesterday, it's not, I mean, he didn't look horrible, but the timing was off a little bit. Hopefully today he feels better. Um, he, he comes from the National League, and, and I felt like with him, you know, there were a lot of times I didn't play for 10 days, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I know he faced a, a tough Friday, but I, I felt comfortable with him, and obviously – the defensive part of it, uh, playing him in center field was going to help us. Uh, let's see where we are with Xander. Um, one thing for sure, and obviously we we don't want, we don't wish people to get COVID, right? Uh, but I think this 10 days or whatever it is, it might benefit him. Uh, it, it, ha- it didn't hit him hard. He's been saying all along that he, he can play a doubleheader uh, right now, which is great for me. I, I haven't heard him say that in three years or four years you know so uh the fact that he he feels refreshed is a good sign for us and hopefully that will benefit the rest of the season and going into october all right so alex do you have a coaching pet peeve
1: like for example like you know uh yeah, don't be late uh you know and you can't say like you know i hate when guys lose the ball in the sun something like that do you have like <laughs> a, something that just when it comes to coaching things that
3: just it. really bug the hell out of you he, uh Lunos and, and I mean, for a guy that survived 13 years in the big leagues, hitting 230 or whatever it was, uh, I, I took pride on playing good defense, running with the bases and, and reading the game. And, uh, you know, for me, it, it's hard sometimes go home and, and, you know, have a baseball team that sometimes we don't play good fundamental. I, I said it all along and they know it, you know, they, sometimes it's, it's sloppy baseball and, and that's That's hard to to see. We we have put the work uh, as a coaching staff, as a group, to to get better. We keep teaching these guys. We show them videos. uh, We pull them aside and we talk about situations. But uh, at the end, we have to do it right. Uh, You know, we we can not stay in the clubhouse or in my office. We have to go out there and and perform. And and you know, I, I wish we could be better. And hopefully, the next three weeks and. Obviously, in October, we can do that. And if we do that, we're going to be in good shape.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of what I was going for is – because I heard a quote that you had the other day and just paraphrasing here is because uh, I don't have it in front of me is that, is that you said uh, Did I say
3: it in Spanish or English? Uh, hola uh,
1: Or Spanglish uh, Puedo ir al baño Spanglish yeah. <laughs> Churros y chocolate That was my Spanish book in, in high school to the record No, you're better Coffee than and that. donuts on, No, man. I am I actually am a little bit better than that
3: It's not It's not Churros is not donuts <laughs>
1: It's a donut It's, 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 it's no. right Isn't it a churro like a Mexican donut?
3: Donuts oh, okay Don-
1: Don- Don- <laughs> <laughs> you're I get them at Disneyland So you're it. Okay, no because that I, you said paraphrasing. Okay, it's like this is who we are. So does that, like, as a co, as a manager, like, this has got to drive you nuts, right? Because in the end, you're doing all the right things, but it's just—is this just who they are? And we just got to figure out how to way to
3: just kind of overcome it and deal with it. I mean, we have we we have played how many games? One hundred and thirty something, whatever it is, you know. And we've been inconsistent. We have to be realistic. You know, can we get better? Of course, but we haven't done it as a group and uh obviously it sounds worse than what it really means but i mean we we've been very inconsistent when we play good defense um uh, like early in the season we did that we we went on a hot streak uh halfway through the season when uh we had Kika and alex and hunter for a extended period of time in the outfield you saw what happened it was uh it was fun to watch and uh Last week uh, with uh, Jonathan and Jack playing up the middle, we were turning those plays, and we won four in a row. And then, you know, when when you don't play good defense at this level, especially against teams like like uh, the Rays who, who take advantage of every situation, even Cleveland who's playing good baseball, you know, you cannot do that. It doesn't matter, actually, if it's the best team in the big leagues or the worst team in the big leagues. You give them more than 27 outs, it puts stress on the on the pitching staff, Put stress uh, to the catchers to try to, like, get swings and misses, and sometimes that that doesn't work, and and it's tough to, to win games like that. So, Alex,
2: you know, talk about, like, physical errors, right? They happen. We know, like, physical errors, whatever. It's the mental ones that kind of really get to you. You ever see yourself as a guy that just sees mental errors after talking to the player and say, okay, that's it. So take a seat next to me. Like, just taking a guy out <laughs> of the lineup. Because a lot of people are like, why doesn't he just sit this guy? You can't figure it
3: out. No, that's – I mean, sometimes, obviously – you teach them, you talk to them, but at, at the end, they're very talented. That's why they're playing every day, right? And uh, you have to trust that the next time they have a situation uh, in front of them, they're going to make the the right decision: uh, where to throw the ball, um, when not to throw the ball. Uh, you know, take pitches, when to steal. You know, you, you keep teaching them, and uh, at the end, you know, the, the hope is for them to to get it. And when the situation comes up again. Make the make the right decision.
2: Talking to Alex Core here, the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Alex, help me out with Bobby Dahlbeck because for four months I saw one guy. <laughs> and then for the last uh, month or so, I've seen somebody completely different. Is it just he's on time? Is it a young kid finally getting confident? Like, like what are the adjustments you've seen?
3: Uh, I mean, you, you know the game, Lou, and you, you've seen it. And he's on time. You know, he, he is on time. And he's been – a month of of consistent at bats, uh, not too many strikeouts. The walks, we we talk about it the whole season. It, it was eye opening. At one point, when you look at the the stats, right, and uh, just the regular stats, you go to MLB.com and you go Red Sox stats, and you see the strikeouts on the on the on the walks. And at one point, I think it was 117 strikeouts and 14 walks, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, and. That's not acceptable. He knows it. He, he he hates the fact that that was the case. But all of a sudden, little by little, you know, he, he started getting on time. And, and, you know, Manny Manny was, you know, for everything people talk about it, he, he was very smart, right, uh, yeah. in the batter's box. And for all the mechanics and everything, you know, he was almost perfect. One thing he always said, you have to see the ball. And... For you to see the ball, you have to be on time. You have to be grounded because if you see it, you recognize the pitch. And if you recognize the pitch, then you make sound uh, swing decisions. And and right now, you can see it with Bobby. He's pulling the ball, uh, I think, early in the season because of what happened last year. He was able to drive the ball to right center. But teams, I, I do believe teams made adjustments the way they attacked him, obviously. And then now he he's on time. He he gets some you know breaking balls in the zone, and he's not staying inside and hitting the other way. He's pulling with power, and I, I think that's a big big difference. And that's something we've been preaching to most of the guys, especially the young kids. You know, they they obviously is a different culture now. Is is a lot of hit the ball in the air, but to be able to do that, it goes back to basic fundamentals, and it's just be on time, recognize pitch and pitches, and put good swings. So,
2: Alex, when, when you get guys like Bogarts and, and Arroyo back, right, and, and if I was to say you got to win one game, to me it's is it, is it just the best defensive team that's out there because that outfield you had at the beginning of the year was spectacular. And if, if Dalback's swinging the bat well and you've got Schwarber and you got J.D., I feel like there's almost three guys for two spots because you want to keep that outfield <laughs> the way it is. Like, how important is it going to be to put your best defensive outfield? Because when everyone's back, your offense is still going to be one of the best in the league.
3: Yeah, I do believe also the where we play, right? Like here center field is is a lot different. Obviously right field is huge and uh you know, you you saw what we did in New York. We we play Hunter in center field with Alex in left and, and JD in right. Um I don't wanna say we're gonna be changing day by day. We wanna be very consistent in the outfield. But at the same time, you know, if somebody swings the bat we we'll try somehow, some way to get him consistent at bat, is it easy? No, but that's our job as a coaching staff to try to recognize recognize matchups and and maximize who we have in the roster. You know that's a great problem to have have talented players. And for example, today we um, Kyle has the day off. Alex does too. Probably, you know, to, I mean they'll come in in the game later on. But having Bobby and Danny out there against a, a tough lefty is going to benefit us and. We'll we'll keep working with the lineup. We'll keep playing, you know, whoever we think can benefit us that that day, and then we keep moving forward.
1: Oh okay, yeah, so we're talking to Alex Cora, manager of the Red Sox. So I need some help with uh, Erod. Okay, so looking I at this you were guy, say, I, need, I need some help with Miami.
3: You know? uh, and Miami? Oh, well, you got you got a <laughs> scatter report on Miami? <laughs> no, I <no. laughs> <You> do. <laughs> I wasn't able to watch the game the other day. Actually, okay. I'm pulling for now. I, I'm pulling for Boston College. You know, the Eagles. Go, Why? Eagles go. I, I mean. Family, family stuff, you know? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, they, gotta, no, they, no. They, they got a good team this you year. Got, you got your sticker in the back of your car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. I got to tell Camilo to do that. Bro. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. wait. So, yeah, they got a good team this year. She's so going to have a good uh, football experience right there. Usually they suck. Better,
3: but... be- better than the Miami experience right now. Yeah, I
1: think so. You're yeah, right. well, everyone would have <laughs> lost to uh, Alabama. So, okay, so Erod. So we're just Lou and I were just talking about him, and as far as just where he's at, and you know and whether you guys have figured out of who he is by now. And I'm just we're just looking going over his numbers this year. Okay, highest K rate of his career. Uh, low, but he's got also got the lowest walk, uh, you know, rate of his career. But he's also got the highest ERA of his career, and this weird nerd stat called FIP. Okay. <laughs>
3: Uh, and independent, yeah, yeah, which I just I that, That's what
1: I call an excuse stat, Alex. <laughs> okay, it's an excuse stat. I I I include it to make excuses for my poor play. But what, what what do you see of him right now? Is this is this basically who he is now? What we're seeing, or is it kind of, you know, camouflage based on everything that's going on defensively?
3: Um, there was a point in the season that there was a lot of contact and and it, it was actually soft contacts and a lot of singles and. uh it happened in Dunedin against the Jays. It happened against uh, the Angels in Anaheim. Um, he pitches great in Cleveland and in, in Tampa. And yesterday, you know, I, I've been here for, for an hour just going back and forth with the game. And I I do believe they did an outstanding job covering some areas that he, he went or, you know, he, he went last week and they made the adjustment. Um, there were some pitches that we went back, but... Uh, I do believe he's in a a great place. Uh, Results apart from yesterday, there's a guy that, you know, he's going to pitch in Seattle, uh, game one over there. He's going to pitch every five days. And and stuff-wise, he's right there when, you know, at the end of the season in 18, we saw what he did. Uh, At the end of the season in 19, he feels great. I, I think yesterday was one of those that, he got beat by Nelson Cruz in a three-two cutter down and away, and um, then he got ambushed on a fastball in against Zunino, and that was it. But uh, he he's actually throwing the ball well, and uh, I'm very comfortable where he's at every five days.
2: So Alex, go back
3: to that uh, first game
2: at Sale with with Tampa Bay, and I was like, man, he went all into with his chips, right? <clears throat> Richards is in this game, Whitlock is in this game, and and you and, and you still come out with that loss. That that's a tough one there. But how would you look at? Chris Sale's outing, right? I mean, if it's an overcast day, it's seven to one in the fifth, and you win that game, right? Center field. Yeah,
3: I mean, a lot of contact, just like they did in um, in Tampa against him. A lot of, you know, uh, swinging bunts. Um, you know, the ball Nelson hit center. That that's an out. And you know, whenever, obviously, when when the when the sun is not there, um, it, it was one of those that we get we get out of that inning and he goes the next inning is seven and one or we probably add on and it's five and then we go to the bullpen and we finish it off but that wasn't the case then that inning became a grind right they they could put in good at bats and uh the pitch got got up but stuff wise really good health wise he's great he'll be ready for sunday against the white sox and uh, i think the plan is for him to to pitch on sunday and then friday uh against baltimore and uh I do believe from there on, you know, we'll play with the schedule and see how often he can pitch for us. So um, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is going on right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, Derek Jeter, Larry Walker. Do you have any, any stories of either one of those guys that you want to share?
3: So Larry Walker, um, I think we were in uh, in Colorado. I'm playing for the, for the Dodgers. And uh, Gary Sheffield. He's, going, he's playing for, for us with Dodgers, and uh, he's a single away from, from the cycle. Julian Tavares, he's on the mound, and first pitch, he hits him. You know, okay, cool. So uh, we have Kevin Brown on the mound. It's the eighth inning, and uh, I think it was Helton, if I'm not mistaken. I think Helton, he hits him, and Walker is up. I think Walker hit into a fielder's choice. Helton is out of second, and I see Helton, I, I see Walker getting one of the biggest leads I've seen <laughs> at first base. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, you know, I, I, I'm playing second. Belter is at third. Stewart is a short. And I go, hey, get rid of it. You know, ground ball over there. Just get rid of it because I need to turn, you know, I got to turn this and get away. <laughs> and uh, ground ball to third. Belly gives me the defeat. The He's not a great one. And he almost put me in left field, like I mean, like to the bleachers. He almost ran me over. I mean, talk about a, a hard-nosed player, you know. And I'm uh, playing – I mean, he was a great base runner. He was a great hitter. He was a great defender. I think people people don't understand how great he was because they believe, you know, his, his numbers were inflated because he played in Colorado. That wasn't the case. He was one of the best players. And then uh, Derek Jeter, you know, uh, my mom – she loves her, 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 uh, her kids, you know, she, she, loves joy and she loves Alex, but she's not afraid that Derek Jeter is, uh, her favorite player. So. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, uh, when she turned 80, uh, two, two years ago, he sent us a video, uh, wishing her uh happy birthday. And I think that was like the, the best gift she, she got when, when she turned 80, what a, what a class act. I mean, this guy is amazing. And, uh, you know, the way he did it and everything he did for the Yankee organization for baseball, it, it was amazing. All right, Alex on joining us in the Harbor One Hotline
2: right now. Alex, i got to ask you one question because I'm just, I'm just thinking about this. I watched that game the other day in extra innings. Colin McHugh's on the mound. Intentional balk. So we get the guy <laughs> off second to third so he can pitch from the windup, more
3: comfortable, I guess, from the windup? No, 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 no. no. That, it, it wasn't going from the windup. They they wanted – they they didn't want the runner to be at second base uh, because – Obviously they, 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 were, they felt we had you had the signs and all that stuff. The Dodgers did it to uh who was it? Um I think the Giants. Uh you know, in those situations what we do if we if we're up to I mean you'll take that all day, right? I yeah, mean. I mean yeah, I mean up to what we do, you know, uh, us when we're defending up to late in the I mean in the tenth or eleven in the X running rule if if it's a, a, a full shift guy, we, we move Rafi all the way to shore stuff. If you want to steal third, you steal it, you know. But uh um that the reason they did it was because they thought, you know, we, we had a chance to steal signs and um they decided to pop. Oh. I like it. righty. All right. Well can't so believe be it. it. Like you give your hey. you give your mom all these grandkids and all this other stuff and Derek Jeter's is Derek Jeter. This Derek, silly Jeter. Guy. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, hey, listen, good luck
2: uh, tonight. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Take care. All right, my man. That's Alex Cora, uh, manager of the Boston Red Sox. And you can tune in every Wednesday right here at 2.30. As Red Sox manager, Alex Cora, he joins uh, and for you from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. All right. When we come back, uh, Bill Belichick, he spoke today. Unbelievable, unbelievable sound from Bill hmm. Belichick. Of course. You're going to hear that next.